Welcome to the 100 Days of 100% podcast, and this is one of the first episodes, and I want to start off with one of the most profound principles that will be uh, a part of the 100-day process, and I want to start it off with a story. This is the story of how I came across this principle. I was in film school, and I was sitting in a room. It was a beautiful day outside, but I was locked in a room with 20 other students we were all in front of our huge IMAX screens, and we were all learning how to edit. We were, and the room was quiet. Everybody had headphones on, and we were all working um, very focused at our computers. And then the guy in front of me, um, in the row in front of me, I saw him take off his headphones, unplug them, and start playing a video out loud. And I, in my mind, I was like, what a rude jerk doesn't he he knows we're all trying to focus and now he's going to play this video out loud like what's up with that bro i was so like uh annoyed and also like kind of astonished that he was would so boldly just play this video out loud i was like you know what i'm gonna listen to this video so i took my headphones off and i listened and it was this uh, strange looking man bald man eyes closed fingers clasped in this strange manner and uh apparently he's a channeler he's channeling a race of beings from another dimension right and he was talking to a lady so i'm just watching this annoyed but then i couldn't help but get drawn into what he was saying because it was making a lot of sense and basically what he was telling this lady was he was like she was like how do i find out what to do and he's like look it's not hard it's not complicated i know you humans like to make things complicated but here it is all you have to do to be happy and to be more of yourself and to have your life turn into an ecstatic explosion of synchronicity is follow is look at all the options in every moment of your life look at all the options that are available to you and do the most exciting one for as long as you can or as long as it feels exciting with no attachments, no expectations. And whenever you're done with that task, you stop and then you look around at all the other options available to you. And then you do the most exciting one. And if you continue to do that, he said, I guarantee your life will turn into an ecstatic explosion of synchronicity. And uh, it really struck a chord. And so... At the time, I had been living on savings for a while, and my money was running low, and I was just becoming a filmmaker, and it was looming over my head that I needed to shift. I was like pure artist at that moment. I was just creating all the time, and I, I was realizing that I was going to have to shift back into money-making mode, and I didn't know how to make money and be an artist at the same time, because from whenever I make money, usually I put all my focus into it, and then I'm just doing that, and I'm not really creating art. And the last few months at that time, I had just been creating art. And it was, it was definitely like I was feeling sad. I was feeling stressed. And uh, when he said that, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to experiment with that because that, that does make a lot of sense. I'm going to follow my highest excitement until I get to zero dollars. If I get to zero dollars, then I will stop. I will go back to doing what I do now, which is which was trying to do what the smartest thing is, what makes the most sense What's the most logical thing? So I uh, ended up uh, that I was like, I'm going to do that. So then I was like, you know what? It's a beautiful day outside. I don't want to be inside. So I just walked out of the class and I went out and did my thing. And 
It was really amazing because what happened was this. At the time, I had my own house. I was paying a you know, significant amount, um, to me at least, and for rent and bills and all that stuff. And so I was like, whatever. I know I should. I sh- what I should be doing, the smart thing to do is go get a job and make money so I can keep paying this. But I was like, nope, I'm following my highest excitement, and all I want to do is keep working on this video. I'd made a video and shot it, and I was just wanted to work on it all the time. That was what I wanted to do. So I was like, that's what I'm going to do. That's the most exciting thing. And uh, my mom had just moved to town randomly. Hadn't spent time around her in like five years. And she moved to town and bought the house next door to me. Randomly too. It's not like she's just super rich and just bought it. It was like that was the deal. It was just, you know, kind of a coincidence. Anyways, so that was that had occurred. I didn't want to live with my mom. I was like, you know, whatever. But um, I had my own house and time was passing and I was enjoying being an artist. And then... I, the only thing I was scared about was losing my house. And then at a certain point, I was like, all right, I got like 300 bucks left and rent is way more than that in bills. And I don't think anything's coming. So I'm going to lose the house and I'll just stay with my mom for a little while until to see what happens. And uh, the interesting thing is when I made that up to that moment, I really didn't want to lose my house when I had made that decision. And I made that decision because I was enjoying being a filmmaker so much. It was thrilling. I was I was just so excited and so thrilled to work on this video and movie that I made. I didn't want to stop it. So this was the only way I could realize uh, that I knew how to just continue working on it. it was like let me continue. I made the I made the promise to myself. I made the experiment me and God. So let's find out. So I, I in that moment I was like, "All right, I'm going to give up my house." And instead of feeling sad, which I expected, I felt relief. And I was like, "Ooh, interesting." So I ended up uh, telling my landlord, I was like, hey, this is what's going on. He was like, hey, that's cool. <laughs> he was like a meditator. Uh, he understood and wasn't mad. And uh, I was like, okay. So I just, I moved out. I moved in with my mom. And it was summertime. And I just kept working on this movie all the time. And um, that was, you know, that was that was pretty flawless. And then someone came and approached me and said, hey, we saw you. So I finished that movie, put it out, and and someone saw it. And uh, up to this moment, I'd never made any money off of making film. I was just learning. And then someone came up and said, hey, I saw your film and really like it. We want to. We, we would like to hire you to um, film a documentary in Alaska. And I was like, oh, that sounds dope. And they're like, it'll be like a month and a half of work and we can pay you $500. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's like that's like paying me $1.50 an hour, basically, for the amount of time I would have to spend in it. So normally I would have been like, uh, I can't afford that. I have bills, bro. I need to, you know, make real money. But that's not the principle I was using. I was using all of your highest excitement. And it was very exciting to go to Alaska and to film this. So I said, okay, let's do that. I ended up going to Alaska, filming that. And they paid me 500 bucks. But then at a certain point, they needed like a trailer. And then they ended up paying me $1,500 for this trailer. So I spent a month and a half for 500 And I spent like a week for $1,500. And from there, I just kept getting gigs. I never advertised, I never promoted, and I basically became a videographer, editor, cinematographer, and that's how I made my living for seven years straight. And that only happened because I was following my highest excitement. It didn't make sense to move out of my house. It didn't make sense to go work for $500, but it was exciting. And um, to this date, this is like six years later, it has never led me wrong. Sometimes I get confused and... But if I'm not confused and I do the most exciting thing, it always is great. And if I do something that I'm not really excited about, it's always terrible. So this is the principle I would like to share with you guys. Now, 
uh, Bashar is the is the true teacher of this. I mean, so if you go on if you go on YouTube and you search "finding your highest excitement," Bashar B A S H A R, you'll see him talking to a woman. She's got brown hair, and I think she's wearing something blue. And then you'll see the actual video that I saw that that changed me. I saw it once, and I was like, "Boom, I'm gone." It's it's the greatest thing I ever did. It, it because before that life is stressful our brains are like oh i want to figure this out and there's too much information there's no way to figure out what the smartest move is and when we try to it's stressful and you can't do it but the reason why this concept works according to bashar is the feeling of excitement is how your soul communicates to you it, we're down in the valley our souls are up on the on the ledge at the heights and they can see all around so they know what's going on more than us so they tell us what to do what what is good for us by that feeling of excitement. And that's all you need to know. Does it feel exciting? Then do it. Does it feel the opposite of exciting? Don't do it. And yeah, it's, it's really never lead me, led me wrong. The times it gets confusing are, there's been a few times, one time I told somebody I was gonna go help them move, right? At three o'clock. So then at 2.50, I was in the middle of an amazing conversation. But I love being on time, I love being reliable. So I didn't want to, my, the, my highest excitement was to continue this conversation, but I didn't want it to be unreliable. So I cut it short and I went over to help them move and I showed up on time and they were completely not ready for me. Just basically ignored me for like 20 minutes, didn't have anything to do for me. And I was just like, damn, I should have stayed with my highest excitement. And that happened like two or three times. And then one time I was like, all right, same situation happened. I, I had um, initiated a gathering with friends and family and but I was somewhere else at the time it was at six. Right. And at five, I was uh, in the middle of like a business meeting that turned into like having a few drinks and we we're having a blast. And it was just fun. Great time. And uh, it started to get late. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to follow my highest excitement. So six came and then it was seven. And I was like, whoa, and it was still exciting to stay. And they started my, my family friends. Like, hey, where are you? And I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm late. Um, I'll, I'll be there soon. And anyways, I uh, I ended up like staying there two hours late. Following my high six five, and then I was like, "Are right, two hours? That's enough." I was still, I was still wanted to stay, but I left. And then I go to my family's uh, the gathering that I had started, and um, I sat around again. It was like I left too early because it was like it took like 20, 30 minutes. They were in the middle of this conversation that I wasn't interested in, and after like 20, 30 minutes, that ended, and then it was like then we had a good time. I was like, "Ah, I should have stayed another 20, 30 minutes at my thing." And ever since then, I really just I followed. I really trust it. It doesn't. It never leads me wrong doesn't matter so now sometimes now if i have given my word for something i say i'll be there at six and at 5 45 like it's not exciting i'll call them and be like hey um what's going on because i'm kind of feeling like this way and pretty much inevitably every single time they're either feeling the same way or something's changed or it doesn't matter so yeah and you know we do this naturally this is a very natural thing when you walk into a room at a party you don't go walk up to the person that's not exciting you, you know, you don't go walk up and talk to the person you don't like. You go to the person that you like. That's the most exciting person. So in the small things, it's really easy to do this. But in the big things, when we get scared, like, what am I going to do for a career? You know, a lot of people might want to be a comic book artist or something absurd or something like they think that they think is absurd or unlikely. But their whole families are doctors. So they go and be a doctor instead. But if that's not their highest excitement, they're not going to be a great doctor. You know, they're going to be... a it's an unhappy doctor. If you follow your highest excitement, that's the other thing. Excitement is energy. So when you're thinking about 
big things like your life path, your career. What are you going to do? You want to do the thing that's most exciting to you. And so say this person comes from a family of doctors and they want to really want to be a comic book artist. And the way and, and so they're a lot of the time they're watching YouTube videos on how to draw comic book art. And it's like super exciting to them. They're spending all this time. They study all these other artists, comic book artists and looking at comic books. And it's like this fascination and hobby and almost obsession with no agenda because they don't, you know, they're not doing it for any other reason except that it's exciting. That's what you want. Then when, when you have that feeling towards something, that's the thing that you can become the best at because you have the energy that excitement gives you energy to learn, to train, to study, to do those extra hours and to be one of the best in the world at anything. You need that. So if you're not excited about being a doctor, you're not going to be the best doctor. That's just because someone else is going to be the best doctor who's really excited about it. They're probably doing it all the time. They probably go take conferences on the weekends about the latest cutting edge stuff. And, and maybe on the weekend, if you're not really wanting to be a doctor, then that's the last thing you want to do. So highest excitement, it'll never lead you wrong. In my experience, and I've been doing it for six years. A couple times, I've gotten down to $2. Whoa. It was like scary. And I'd be like, well, I guess the experiment's going to end. And then the first time that happened was maybe like a year in. I was down to $2. And I remember that day I woke up. I was like, oh, I guess the experiment's going to end sometime today. And uh, I ran into somebody who owed me money that I totally forgot about. They're like, hey, don't I owe you $60? Here, I had that. I was like, oh, my God. And then from there, boom, took off. Um, another time I got real low. I can't remember the details, but it didn't get to zero. One time I got low, and but I was owed money, and all my bills were paid. So I actually didn't have any money, but like someone owed me money, and, and I knew that was coming at a certain date. So yeah, and it's just it's it's kind of amazing. It kind of is scary. So I recommend taking baby steps. You know, do little your own experiments, but use that as your barometer. Don't do things you're not excited about. Someone and and here's the thing. Guilt. People are going to guilt trip you into trying to do things. If you're not excited about doing them, I recommend not doing them. Don't fall for guilt trips. You know, make don't make fear-based decisions either. Don't don't like, oh, I want to go to this party because I'm afraid I'm gonna miss out on something. No, you want to go to the party because you're excited about it. That's the barometer. And so one misconception of this concept is people are like, oh, if I just do my highest excitement, I'll just do cocaine and drink alcohol all the time. That's not true. That is not generally the highest excitement. That's often the easiest path to pleasure, which is different than your highest excitement. Sometimes your highest excitement is to take out the trash because it's sitting there and you want it gone. It's to do the dishes. It's to go clean your car out. That's sometimes the highest excitement. Sometimes it's to take a walk. Sometimes it's just to take a nap or it's to call somebody or it's to go home and be alone. Or it's to not go to this event. Just the, the more you do it, the more you will become attuned to that feeling of excitement. And the more your life will turn into an ecstatic explosion of synchronicity. He wasn't lying. It's really amazing. I, uh, I, I do it every day. I'm so thankful for it because I think I would be more stressed out if I didn't follow this principle. And it still is tricky sometimes. I still I have mind, I have thoughts, and I still can get confused. But a lot of times there is no confusion. It's just really like, yes, I'm not excited about that at all. So I'm not going to do it. And I just do what's excited. And, and I always have my bills paid. And sometimes I'm feeling super abundant. And uh, yeah, so I would say 
That's one of the major fundamental principles that I've learned and that I want to share on this podcast. Because that's what this podcast is going to be about. It's going to be about me sharing really helpful things that I've discovered along the way and things that I recommend testing out on your 100 days of 100%. Because to live at 100% capacity, you're going to have to be excited about what you're doing. So this is the first recommendation. Go 100 days of following your highest excitement. Don't do what the society says you should do. Don't, want your, don't do what your parents want you to do. Don't do what your friends want you to do. Do what feels the most exciting. Do it without attachment. Do it without expectations. Just look at the, look at the, uh, the field of options around you. So if, if you're like, oh, I want to go to France, but you don't have any money and you don't know anybody in France, uh, that's not really an option for you. Don't go, you know what I mean? So do things, it has to be available to you. Like, of course, if like I'm going to France, one way, yeah, you can do it. If that's, the, if that's like the most exciting thing, and it's a burning passion. Okay, then go do that. But really just look at the options that are available to you. Okay, I could go take a walk. I could call my friend. I could take a nap. I could sit down and do nothing. I could go to the park. I could walk my dog. I could read a book. You know, just what, 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 let's look at the options. Do the one that's most exciting. And um, see what happens. Yeah. So that's it. That's today's episode. And I hope it brings some value to you guys. Um, If you have any experiences you'd like to share, you can hit me back. I Let's see. Which Gmail account? Um, I don't have an account right now for this podcast. So you can leave it in the comments. And I'll get one soon. So much love. And thanks for listening.